الحمد لله وكفاه وصنعنا على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والذين جاهدوا فينا لنهدي أنهم سبولنا سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وصنعنا على المرسلين الحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم As human beings, we have this desire for the long term, but you'll see that we often do very different things in the short term. Meaning, we, we have this desire for some long-term goal or some whatever desire it may be, but in the short term, we act very differently that's not aligned with those long-term goals. And you'll see, for instance, when you're faced with something that's very good, Let's say five years from now, you're going to get X, Y, and Z things that are very good. But because it's five years away, you have this time factor. It's very difficult to either wait until then or to implement actions that will get you that objective in four or five years. You could take, for example, it's kind of a silly example, but uh, you could take the example of texting and driving, for instance. Right. If I was to ask who here in the last month has uh, texted while driving, not the answer. Right. But if you think about the question, uh, it's kind of a silly question, but really it's a, it's a deeper there's a deeper there's there there's there's some depth behind the question. You know, if I was to ask you, hey, how much do you enjoy living? How much do you care about other people on the road? How much do you care about your own children? How much do you care about your parents? How much do you care about... You'd all say, I care deeply about these things. I mean, I don't want to be... I want to be around. Right? But when you ask the person, okay, so did you text in the last week or in the last in the last month while you're driving? Everyone will say, yeah, I guess we did. Right? So it's not that you we don't have a desire to be healthy and alive next week. It's that when the impulse comes before us, it's very difficult to make a decision in that moment. Somebody calls or somebody messages and you see your phone. You're not thinking at that moment, hold on, hold on, I have kids at home or I have parents that care about me or I have a spouse that cares about me or I have loved ones that, that will that are going to forget me, that are going to that that, that uh, want to see me around we don't think that way right impulse is what drives uh, that sort of behavior it completely messes us up right I'll give you another example you know if I was to uh, somebody were to bring down if I was to bring down a, a box of pizza and it was like this gourmet pizza you can smell it as it's coming down you open the box and everyone gets a nice whiff of the, of the pizza, right? And it smells really good and it's exactly what you would want. And if I asked you, look, you can either have uh, one small, you can have one slice of pizza now, right? And I give it to you, you take the box, you pass it around the whole gathering. And if you want, you can have either one piece of pizza now, or if you wait one week, you can have two slices of pizza, right? And, and they've done these studies, right? And the vast majority of people uh, would opt to take that one slice of pizza right now, right? It's right here. It's an impulse act. And now let's say that we said, okay, you can have one slice of pizza in a year or you can have two slices of pizza in a year and a week, right? You can have one slice of pizza in a year or if you wait for a year and one week, you can have two slices of pizza. Now you ask that question and most people will say, I'll wait for that year and a week because I'll get two slices of pizza, and what's the reason for this, right? Because in the future, we we think we're excellent people, right? We think we can wait that extra week. We're, we we think very highly of ourselves in the future, 
right? In the future, we are going to wake up for tahajjud. In the future, we're going to, you know, be regular in our salah. In the future, we're going to be consistent in the masjid. In the future, we're not going to perform X, Y, and Z sins, right? The problem is that that future tends never to come, right? But when you plan for the future, it's very easy to do so. Um, and there's many examples of this, right? There's medical examples as well. You know, sometimes it's the opposite. For instance, there are a lot of treatments that are available for various diseases, and those treatments have side effects, significant side effects, right? And sometimes you wonder, you ask the patient, hey, how much do you care about your, your health? And they'll say, I care a ton about it, doc. I don't want to be around, you know, I, w- I want to be around in, in the next six months or the next year, right? You say, okay, well, take these medications, and they have very high side effect profiles, and they'll say, they'll try it out, they'll do it once, they'll do it twice, and then they just stop it. When you ask them, well, do you care about your family? Do you care about your kids? They'll say, yeah. But when, you know, when you're in the moment, right, when you're thick of things, you're experiencing a side effect, right? For instance, there are certain migraine medicines that, you know, uh, if, if you take it at the onset of a migraine, you'll do much better. You'll be fine, you'll break the migraine, you won't be lying in bed for the next three days. Right, but you have to put up with about fifteen or thirty minutes of extreme side effects. Right, you might get, you might feel chest tightness, you might feel short of breath, you might get a worsened headache, etc. But if you just put up with those ten or fifteen minutes, right, then you'll be able to at least have the next two or three days, you know, fully functional. But how many people? The compliance rates are 40 percent. Right, Pe- people know that. Look, I can have two or three days if I just put up with these fifteen or twenty minutes. But that short-term difficulty that they have to undertake, they're like, mm, you know what? Forget about it. I'd rather not take the medication instead. He said, like, but don't you care about your? Don't don't you want to be functional? Don't you want to do X, Y, and Z things? Yes, in the long term, everybody does. But in the short term, who has it? You see this even with chemotherapy, for instance, right? And that's a bit more extreme, where it's like, well, now this is a matter of are you going to survive or are you not, right? Maybe not not a matter of function. And the same sort of, and so there, there's a lot of studies that are looking at, well, how can we get it so that patients, when they experience the side effects of chemo, how can we, how can we sort it out so that when they're experiencing the side effects and the pain that comes with chemotherapy, that maybe they can actually enjoy that pain. Then they'll be more compliant with it and they'll be, you know, better likely to, to recover. Um, and so in general, we're just not, as human beings, we're not designed to care about delayed reward. Right? We want immediate gratification. It's obviously present more than it was, than it was before, but this has always been our, our, our nature. We have a very difficult time with delayed reward. If we can see the reward before us, then we're going to pursue it. But if that reward is something that's far into the future, it's very difficult for us to actually care about it. Right? Uh, just another example that's, uh, uh, another example that's maybe uh, rel- somewhat relevant. You can take the example of global warming. Right, global warming. Now, if you were to design a problem that could generate the least amount of concern amongst people, it would be global warming. Right? Why? Think about it. Right? It's a problem that will occur years from now. It's not going to affect our generation. May probably won't even affect you know for the most part our kids' generation. But beyond that, so you don't see you don't see the outcome. You don't see the effect. You don't see the result. You know, on top of that, any immediate action that you and I do is barely a drop in the bucket, right? If I drive a car that has, you know, 10 miles a gallon and I'm contributing to this problem, I mean, really, it's not contributing significantly. Globally, yes, it does, collectively. But as an individual, if I if I decided I want to recycle this can versus throw it away, uh, is it going to really make a large... No, it's not, right? Is it going to affect me? No, it's not going to affect me, right? So this is why people are, struggle so much with this. So there's a lot of different ways that, you know, societies come up with, well, how do we get people to 
to think about the long term, but then act in the short term accordingly, right? It's a very difficult thing to under, uh, undertake. So there's, for instance, in the case of global warming, okay, we'll figure out some sort of a way to get people to care about it. Let's have a tax credit. Right? You get $7,500 tax credit every year. That way, what they're doing is they're basically substituting an immediate reward for, some, for something that you can't see for the long term. Right? We don't realize the value of, of, of protecting the environment by one vehicle right now. Right? But if, if, the, if society or if the government can create some sort of a system to give you some reward right now, then it changes behavior. Right? It changes behavior. Um, not always. Right? It's, it's, there's a really, there's really interesting. There was a study then, uh, we are talking about texting earlier, and uh, they looked at states in which um, texting, uh, when initially when the laws had come out against texting, some states had banned texting while driving and some states had not banned texting while driving. So there was a study that looked at states that banned texting while driving and states that did not. And they saw in which states were there more accidents right, related to this. And uh, they found that in states where they had banned texting while driving, um, there were more accidents. Right? It was a worse result. Right? So and it's like, well, why, why is that the case? Right? Because in those states, you know, before in other states, people are texting while driving and their phone is up here and they're texting. In the states where there's a law, they're texting down here in their lap. So then they can't see the road at all, right? So even, even laws that are imposed don't necessarily always help. But we, we learn from these sorts of things when we really reflect upon, you know, just the, our surroundings. As believers, we uh, have a desire for the long term. But in the short term, we're very different people, right? Look at our long term is what? It, it doesn't, there's no... Like it's not long term for us five or ten years. It's long term for us, meaning in a completely different life, right? So now, when you have that distant, the time, right? That when you have that distant of a reward, well, how do you create a situation or a circumstance where you're where you are um, doing act, where you are behaving according to the wishes of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, right? I mean, really, there's no like reward right now for it, right? So how do we, as a community, or how do we, as individuals, generate? Um, the, uh, how, how do we generate the actions and the deeds that are necessary to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when that reward is so far away? And for the most part, most of us are apathetic toward this. So one way to think about, and this is going to be a short talk, but one way to think about it is, um, you know, in the same way that um, society sort of ad address this problem, we can too, right? And that is through a mechanism called reward substitution. And that is that, you know, if we can get ourselves to do something for the long term by enticing with something in the short term, then maybe we can change our behavior, right? So if I tell everyone, look, pray your salah uh, in jama'ah today, uh, you know, tomorrow at Fajr, praying congregation, um, and as a result, you will, inshallah, get jannah, right? Like, that's... That's a long-term goal. Very difficult for us to see that. Motivation to pray Fajr right away as human beings is tough. But if I say, whoever prays Fajr tomorrow morning in the masjid, immediately after we'll get a nice warm latte that comes with it. Right now there's a little bit of a motivation that's been generated. So uh, this is something that can be effective, right? In, in generating some sort of short-term activity or some short-term short reward in order to generate an activity that's beneficial for the long-term. So we should think about this in our own lives, right? I mean, we are human beings ultimately, right? We're the servants of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And while we like to think that we're excellent people, 
When it comes to the deeds that are, are, are needed of us, we are often lacking in this. So we, it would be fine for us to, to, to bring into our lives some of these rewards as well, right? And, and it's often done better in pairs or done better in small groups or a group of people or maybe a husband and a wife or maybe a, a, a child and a parent says, that, look, if you do X and Y and Z things, then we'll do this together, right? And vice versa. Hey, if we both wake up for Fajr tomorrow morning, then, you know, we both get a cup of coffee. And if we don't drink, if we don't pray Fajr tomorrow, then we're not going to get, we're not, there's no reward that comes with it. Right. And then what happens is over time, you begin to generate these behaviors that are pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, even if your, you know, immediate intention isn't directly linked to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, this is a question that often comes into someone's mind. Well, it's like, well, what's the point? And if actions are according to intentions and my intention is that cup of coffee or that latte, then how is, you know, how is that, how is that, um, how is that salah going to be of any benefit to me? Right. But the reality is, well, what was the reason you even put in that sort of a substituted reward? Like, why did you care to even put that effort in to design some sort of a system to get you to do something, right? And it's because you want to please Allah and you recognize that our nafs is strong and that we are weak and sometimes we are motivated by those things that are apparently dunyawi, but in, but in reality, our, our principal overall objective is for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's pleasure. So it's fine to do these things and we should bring these more into our lives, right? We should think about different ways. You know, if, if I don't recite my Quran today, maybe you have some sort of, you know, you, maybe you have some sort of a, um, you have a, a small group of brothers, a small group of sisters, maybe even with your spouse. Spouse, if I don't recite Quran today, then I don't, we don't, we don't have dinner until, until we both recite our Quran for the day, right? And then, or, or, or vice versa, if we both recite Quran today, then we both have, we both have some, uh, a dessert or something like that that we wouldn't otherwise have. Um... So we should think about it. We should think about our uh, deen in this way as well. Now, uh, two issues arise. You know, I mentioned one of them already. One is the question of intention. Well, what kind of intention is that? Um, and, and we sort of already addressed that, right? The overall objective is to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then the second is, um, you know, is, is the objective the heart or is the objective the action, right? So what I mean by this is that you know, a person can say, well, look, if in my heart, I'm not driven to recite Quran or I'm not driven to stay away from X, Y, and Z sin. Well, why don't I just work on that? And then as a result, the action will then follow through. Like once my heart is most connected to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then the actions will become much easier for me. And there's some truth to that, right? And in fact, the first step is to appreciate what, uh, like, uh, do I really understand what that long-term goal is? And Islam already creates that for us, right? We know that there is a Jannah. We know there is a Jahannam. We know there's a long-term. We know there's a short-term, right? So from a from the standpoint of understanding, we already understand that. And, and if we don't understand it well enough, then we should study it further, right? Like, what exactly is the reality of the of the grave and the reality of, of the hereafter and the Day of Judgment, right? But once we've now appreciated that, right? Once we've now appreciated that, then... Um, we should begin doing the actions, right? And there's a very strong principle in, in cognitive behavioral psychology where they say that it's far easier to act yourself into a way of thinking than to think yourself into a way of acting. It's far easier to act yourself into a way of thinking than to think yourself into a way of acting. Meaning, you know, if you just begin to do the actions that are in line with a particular way of thinking, right, you are more likely to change your way of thinking. 
But if you wait for your way of thinking to change, then you're going to be waiting a very long time, right? And this is the reason that we follow the Sunnah of the Prophet right? Like people say, well, what's the purpose of following the outward Sunnah of the Prophet right? You, your heart is still impure. You still have all these impurities within it. Yeah, but the reality is maybe if I begin to look like and talk like and walk like the Prophet then maybe his internal uh, way of thinking and his internal appreciation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will then enter into my heart as well, right? So so uh, in this same way, right, the, whole, the goal is to form good habits that are in line with our long-term goals uh, and in the short-term act accordingly, right? And, and so when we begin to do things like reward substitution, we begin to uh, take on actions that are beneficial for us, eventually when they become habitual, then inshallah the heart and the, the mind will also follow, follow through with it. So we should think about this as well, that human beings are people who are, are very quick to, re to react to some sort of an impulse, right? We see something, we want it right away. If we see an immediate short-term benefit in something, then this is what we're going to do, right? This is the problem with people that smoke. This is the problem, you know, you ask someone, you know, who's exercised as much as they needed to in the last week, right? But if you ask somebody a year from now, do you want to be in shape? Everyone's going to say, yes, I want to be in shape. But, but then that tomorrow never comes. Smoking is the same way. Obesity is the same way. All of the, the issues that we as human beings face uh, in terms of long term, uh, they're all the same, right? And as believers, on top of that, we have this spiritual issue that we have to address, right? And so when we implement some of the, employ some of these mechanisms that, um, that may give us some short-term benefit, sort of as a substitute for uh, uh, some sort of reward that we can get now, then inshallah, we can begin to take on actions and habits that are beneficial for us for that long-term goal. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us a tawfiq to appreciate the uh, the importance of self-control. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow, uh, allow us to follow the sunnah of the Prophet May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow the actions that are pleasing toward him to become easier for us. Wa akhra da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil